I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Steve McManaman, and this is the BT Sport Champions League podcast. Last night, Manchester United were in Moscow to play CSKA. City faced Sevilla at the Etihad, and it was Zlatan v Ronaldo in Paris. Here's the best of our BT Sport insight and analysis. Bitolo cuts it back, Kono Planka, 1-0 to Sevilla. There's the payoff for all their attacking work and adventure. And the Arturi again, lovely piece of play. Cuts it back, and Sterling Cindy had to score, but he's gone in in the end. The celebrations, Manchester City at level, and quickly too. I think that's going to go down as Adil Rami own goal in the end. De Bruyne, De Bruyne, he's won it for Manchester City. A moment of brilliance by the Belgian, and it might be worth three Champions League points. Congratulations on the win, Manuel. Does that count as an inspired tactical switch by you? Well, no, I don't think that was a tactical thing. I think that the team has a good character from the whole game. It was a very close game where the two the two teams play very, very well, very concentrated, not to make any mistake. I think that was a very equalised game. But finally, I think trying and with character till the end, we could score that goal. Thank you, Mamo. Congratulations. OK. Two goals in that first half sort of you know, came pretty close together, didn't they, in many ways, but it put Manchester City right under the cosh, didn't it, going behind? Yeah, they, don't do, yeah, they don't do things easily in the Champions League. <laughs> they they're, don't, they're, do they're making us sweat, are they? But, but the fact that they're getting the right results against Mönchengladbach and now at home, they're really, really, really important because they can only get better than this tournament because they're not playing well. Sometimes you need a bit of luck. Yeah. I mean, Sevilla were terrific, almost 60% possession, but I think Yaya is still instrumental to this team. He's they just can't replace him when he's not there. De Bruyne has come in and filled that David Silva role. Bonnie's got himself half a goal there, filling in for Sergio Aguero, but still, still not convincing as well for Man City in the Champions League. It's a big, it's a big ask who they're going to play up front next game at away Sevilla because that's going to be a hard game. It looks in two weeks' time that Aguero, well, you think he'd be struggling for that game as well. Will they persist with Wilfred Bonnie who's struggling, or will they? I don't know, put Yaya further forward with Kevin De Bruyne because he seems to be the real important person at this moment. You mentioned Kevin De Bruyne there. He's five goals in seven starts since he joined Manchester City. What was it, 50-odd million? Worth every penny already. (laughs) It seems like it tonight. He's definitely worth uh, the money. His money well spent. But, I mean, last season, 20 assists he had for Wolfsburg. This boy's got talent. Great 
feet, both feet can go off either side. He's a real player that you'd look to for inspiration. And today, pushed up front, not his normal position, but took the ball by the, at the scruff of the neck and really went and said, listen, I'm going to take this game and win it for us. And that's what you need. And he's a young guy. He's not, he's not a 27-year-old player with vast, vast amounts of experience who's done it at the highest level, but he's telling people, listen, I'm ready. I'm ready to take this team further forward. Your opinion, Owen, on, on De Bruyne, because I know you, you think he, he needs to be kind of a, have a free role and he doesn't always fit in in certain systems. Well, he's a super player. I think last season he had 14 goals, 28 assists. Yeah. You, I mean, honestly, you won't find a player in Europe who, who had those stats, but I think he was, he was the number 10 in that team. I think David Silva is the number 10 to that yeah. team. So he's, with David Silva out, he, he can fill that role. But I think in these bigger games, you see Sevilla had almost 60% possession at the Etihad. I mean, Manchester City dominate possession in the Premier League almost every game, so they're going to need to find a way to fit all those star players into that team. Kevin De Bruyne is one of them, David Silva. Sometimes you can almost have too many flair players. It's not the worst problem to have. No, look, he's a super player, honestly. Yeah. He's, yeah. But, Gary, you're not going to win games if you're our star team with 40% possession at home. No. I mean, I know Arsenal did it last night and Manchester City did it tonight, thankfully, at the end. But that is a rarity, that you're not going to win games if you give the opposition more play. Well, you need the way to get away with play. it, don't you? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were occasions in this game where Manchester City <laughs> yeah. got away with it. Yeah, very much so. And, and you know, that has to change if they're going to win the games. But Rio, they have to improve, wouldn't you think? They, can't, they cannot win the Champions League in this type of form, can they? They have to oh, get... Well, they don't seem like they're learning. No. That's the thing, I yeah. don't understand it. They don't seem like they've improved from three years ago to now. To now. So, to, to, to even think and to consider them to win this, this title, I, I think I it's crazy. I something you said, Owen, um, before the matches this evening. You said that English sides, even the top English sides, in the, you know, in the Champions League, struggle against teams that are, are, are offensive, struggle to defend. What, why, why do you say that? Why do you think that? Well, it's simple. We think we're better than the opposition. Man yeah. City weren't better than Gladbach in Germany. They, you know, Gladbach deserved a point in that game. Sevilla deserved something from that game. Any team that can come and play. You saw PSG last year against Chelsea. Yeah. They had one player less. They still dominate possession at Stamford Bridge. Is it an arrogance? Well, I think we're trying to fit in all our style players. In the Premier League, everybody, Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, they always win games because they dominate possession and because they're better than the opposition. When you play better teams, Bayern, Barcelona, who go and have 60 percent possession, then all those star players have to track back. Mm. People forget there's only one ball on the pitch. So when you don't have the when you're not in possession, you need to find a way to be effective in the game. And I think sometimes English teams, we haven't adapted to those things tactically. I think in the Premier League, you can rely on your best players to win your games and you have to have that one defining moment in the game to turn a game. In the Champions League, yeah. you need a team of players to be able to perform yeah. in a unit together. Yeah, I understand that, but what, what confuses me slightly, it's not, it's not as though we're saying, right, this is an English trait, because by and large, there's hardly any English players involved. Left, yeah. mm. So what you're doing, you, you, we've got a Premier League here by paying fortunes to players more than any other league in the world. They're bringing them all in, yet you're saying... But when the they play against yeah. the top opposition, they you, can't do the defence. But, the but you don't always need players. star players. You don't. You yeah. just need. You need. You don't always need the. You know the sexy piece of the puzzle. So the Premier League. You just need the right the fit. The fact they're buying all these big players, they're getting it wrong. Yeah. The, 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 well, it the shows this year we're getting, it, we're getting it. We're getting it way yeah. wrong, aren't we? Yeah. The yeah. foreign players are coming in and playing a British terrible. style of football. Yeah. That's what it is. It's up and down football. That's why the Premier League is such a great product because it's entertainment. It's, it's not tactical as, as much as what it is in the Liga, as what it is in the Bundesliga. It's the tactics are completely different worlds apart. Mm. Well, Rio's right. In the Premier League, you know, Chelsea or Man City or Arsenal, they get up one or two, three nil, and they put teams away because they can't come back. Whereas in the, in the Champions League, all those teams have so much firepower mm. that once they get control of the ball, you force those players to defend, and then we find that difficult. I think that's been our biggest problem the past couple of seasons.
serve penalty. And Roman Eremenko has the opportunity to give CSKA Moscow the lead inside 15 minutes. Here comes Eremenko against David De Gea. And De Gea does fantastically well, and then the follow-up is steered in. Well, he did so well initially, David De Gea, but Sadio Dumbia there to make it. CSKA Moscow 1, Manchester United 0. With Valencia with a chance to cross, and he stands it up towards Anthony Martial, he's gone in! What an important goal that could be for Manchester United! Scored by Anthony Martial! I think we controlled the game, and uh, we don't play uh, too fast, I think. In, in ball position, it was too slow in the first half. That, that we have improved in the second half, and uh, yeah, we scored a fantastic goal, I think. And uh, we could have won, but could have is not counting in football. Yeah, I think his assessment of Van Gaal was was fairly straight there. And, and he admitted the that they were too slow in their build-up. We've not yeah, really heard and, that and we were him. sitting in the, in here in the first half squirming really in the studio at the way Man United were playing. It was slow. It was pedestrian. Um, no real thrust in the team. Second half, they came out. They had runners running off the ball a bit more, putting people in the box, which they didn't do in the first half, and they got their just reward. When you put Maddo and Fellaini on a half-time to, to, to go and win the game and they go a bit more direct, and, you know, Michael always said in comments, he's the go-to man. I'm sorry, but you're struggling, aren't you? Yeah. If, 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 if he's the type of person that Manchester United rely on. I don't mean that negatively, because in a team, he's a good player, but... The Manchester United of old, is, um, it's mm. not the way at all, is it? They're a million miles away from where they should be. Of course, uh, Martial redeemed himself uh, with a, well, a fabulous header. Not easy to get in from that range. Had to be right in the corner, didn't it? Yeah, and what I like about him is, is he's scoring different goals. He's not just scoring yeah. the goals that we like we saw at the beginning, which is fantastic skill. For a young guy, as yeah. I said before the game, he's got a great feel for where to be at the right time. I mean, it, it, it seemed, didn't it, a ludicrous amount of money to spend on a 19-year-old, but... Boy, he's, he's justified it and he seems to you know, yeah. have the nerve and the temperament. It, is a ludic it still is a ludicrous amount to spend on a, on a 19-year-old, but at least he's the real bright spark. We spoke about Kevin De Bruyne earlier on. Ludicrous amount of money, but he's doing the business. Thankfully, this fella's the same. He's playing really well and he's got a huge amount of promise. So we will forgive him you know, the in and out, the inconsistencies of a, 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 of a Premier League season. He's going to be a really good player and that's great to see. Could end up a bargain. I just want to see him smile when he scores. <laughs> he's quite calm. But real, I think chilled. I, I love that about him. He's chilled. His temperament is the greatest thing. Exactly. Thing, isn't it, but uh, I want to see a little bit of a swagger. Yeah. What do they have to do to get better? Because every time we, we see them in the Champions League, we're saying the same yeah. old sentences: win, lose, a draw. You know, they have to improve again, don't they? Don't I think. Well, to, 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 they got a derby on 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 the weekend. You, they're going to have to play quicker. They're going to have to play with a lot more drive and a lot more verve than what they've played in this game here today. After a tough trip back as well. Exactly, yeah, a long hard trip. One, a hard one. Ronaldo's the man over. Here's Hesse in the middle. Marcelo. Ronaldo! Right across. Well, if he's not going to hit the target with those, maybe we're destined not to have a goal tonight. Oh, you'd have put your mortgage on him, wouldn't you? I think that uh, was a great game. The players on the pitch, they gave everything. The commitment, the passion, the quality was fantastic. Uh, playing against a very good team. I think that if you say that they could score, we could score, maybe it will be more fair. But uh, for us uh, to have a draw here with uh, so many injuries, I think it's a very positive uh, result. And a pity because I think that we could win even the, the three points. 
Steve, you watched that game. You covered yeah. it for us over there in that studio there. <laughs> and um, you came here and you said, you said to us, oh, it was awful, it was terrible. Yeah. Rafa says it was a great game. We played really well. Yeah. Latan said we did a really good <laughs> yeah. game. Well, the you know what the you're talking the about? Yeah, the ball tell lies. <laughs> Rafa said it was a great game because they kept a clean sheet, Gary, yeah. but... Um, you saw by the highlights or the lowlights, there yeah. was not, there was nothing went on. Yeah. So it was um, a game with low intensity. I was more disappointed with Paris Saint-Germain. They had a really strong team out and a really strong substitutes bench. Real Madrid you know, had Jesse playing. They had Luis Vasquez playing. They had a lot of inexperienced players out. So that was the time for Paris Saint-Germain to really go and attack them. You know, this was without Bale, without Benzema, without James Rodriguez. Real Madrid were there to be to be had a, to be shot at tonight, and they were poor. And Zlatan had an awful night, Gary. Had an awful night. No, he, he looked quite he, happy. He walked around. He walked around the pitch as if he owned it. I don't think he had a touch in the final third. Really disappointing. The other thing that was interesting, we saw Ronaldo walking off, looked a bit disgruntled. I know he doesn't like yeah, yeah, it when yeah. he doesn't score, but the style of play, perhaps, Rafa, he's known to be a little bit cagey, a little bit cautious. Will that suit yeah. Ronaldo? Will he be it, well, it doesn't suit Ronaldo at all. And he was extra cagey tonight because of the formation of the team. So Ronaldo was, at times, isolated, didn't receive the ball when he should have received the yeah. ball. So... He actually stormed off at the end and right down the tunnel and wasn't, wasn't particularly happy with the team's he, performance. He had one near miss, didn't he? Yes, and he, 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 arguably he should have scored. A man of his talents when we focused on his goal scoring exploits all year round. Good he probably should have done better, yeah. That's a crisis, Rio, isn't it? A game without a... That's a game or two? No, he's got the week. <laughs> one game without a goal. What's gone wrong? No, that's, that's the drive that this man possesses and yeah. that's what, why he's up there as... A, yeah. The greatest player on the planet alongside Messi. But, um, I mean, we played against Rafa Benitez teams in the past. Yeah. He sets teams up not to get beat yeah. and to hit you on the counter. He had Torres and Gerard in previous teams. Now he's at his disposal. He's got the likes of Bao. He's got Ronaldo. He's got guys who've got pace and, and uh, legs to burn. It might, it might work, though, with Rafa's, you know, that side of his, his game and, and the great stars that they have going forward. If he can get that mix right, Owen... Yeah, but for Real Madrid, you know, you only have 40% possession, two shots on target. Mm. You know, that's not really a Real Madrid way. I think that's why Ronaldo goes off frustrated because he probably doesn't mind if they score goals 3-2 or 4-2, but nil-nil is, isn't what the fans love. You've seen Angelotti did terrific there and he got the sack, so, and they play great football. The fans are not happy already. They won 3-0 the weekend. It'll be out and they, on and Tuesday. They and they were not happy. <laughs> they should be winning six. Yeah, OK. On Tuesday night, Chelsea drew in Kiev and Arsenal stunned Bayern Munich on a big night at the Emirates. Now then, Kishani's in there, can he get to it? Bounces around, oh, Arsenal! Have they stolen it now? Have they found a lifeline? Talk about a super sub! It's back to Bayern, going on and on! Somehow it stays on Did Arsenal not score a second with Oxlade-Chamberlain there? What's this saying from Neuer? Oh, it's over the line, line, line yeah. But that will know if he even gets there, Neuer. It's incredible. It's Ozil's goal. Look at the commitment for Bellerin. That is tremendous. Arsene, what an important result. One of the more satisfying of your recent seasons. Yes, it was a game of top quality. You know, we played against a great team. And uh, I believe we played with a disciplined intensity. And uh, that keeper kept them in the game for a while. Our keeper made as well some uh, great saves. And overall, it was a top, top-level game. It was great. I mean, we mentioned beforehand Arsenal, um, where they were going to be under a bit of pressure, under the cost, this Bayern Munich team, purely possession-based football they play. And they had to 
kind of come out and counter-attack and use the pace of Theo Walcott and Sanchez on the break. And they'd done that to good effect in the first half with, without actually producing real, a massive goal threat. But they were, they were threatening to, to do something. And then second half, very much the same. And Giroud comes on and made a big difference when he came on because uh, he's, he's size, he's, he's a different type of player to Theo Walcott. And as defenders, I don't think that they were really ready for that type of, of player coming on the pitch. They were all geared up to play against pace and... I think it's a, it's a great asset now for Arsenal that they've got. And if they identify that and understand what they've got there, with that they can play now by sitting and holding them as blocks, yeah. which they did. They've yeah. really, really defended well today. After the first 15 minutes where they, where they got used to it, because at the first 15 minutes they got through them a couple of times, but they got used to it and understood it. And now going forward, this could be a, a massive thing going forward for them. Certainly could. Glenn, I know you're watching the, yeah. covering the Arsenal game for us over there in the, in the other studio, for the Chelsea game, I should mm. say. But you had half an eye on the yeah. Arsenal game. Surprised you that result? It did, it did. I didn't expect them to win. I thought they might have got a draw, but um, I mean, talk about a confidence booster on a result. They've beaten Man United there, beaten them well, and they've just beat Bayern Munich 2 0. Mm. Now that's a stepping stone and a foundation for them to really kick on. But I've been saying for weeks, Arsenal have got to become a counteracting side. They've got counter teams, they've got everyone in there, they've got pace with Walcott, with Chamberlain, that likes of that Sanchez, even if Welbeck gets back when he comes back, if they can become a real counter and keep themselves tight, they could really go a long way in this tournament. And mm. things are looking up for Arsenal, aren't they? Well, it is. As Glenn said, in the, not only in the Champions League, but the league as well. Mm. Well, yeah, like, you know, you, you, the way the first two games go in the Champions League... Yeah, you so smile. Look at you. <laughs> 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 yeah, but what's frustrating about it is that Arsenal have shown, like we've shown a couple of seasons ago... Ian, with the, don't be frustrated tonight. No, I'm not, no. But what I'm saying is that they've shown that they can put in a performance like that and give up possession at home, which you're going to have to do against uh, Bayern Munich. And they've done it, and they rode their luck. Let's face it, the goalkeeper kept them in it. You know what I mean? I know that Bart, you have to say Bayern Munich had an off day with their form coming into it, but I think that Arsenal were very disciplined. And in the end, I think the, the luck what they got with the goalkeeper's mistake, I think they deserved it. I think another big thing about it is not only the pace on the counter-attack, which I believe, like Glenn, that I think they're equipped to do, but it's when they win the ball back from a good shape, they've got the players like Cazorla, Mm. Ozil, who can play that pass yeah. into the runners. That's an important part of it. You, it doesn't matter if you've got pace to burn all day long. If you haven't got the players that when you win it back, you can pass that ball, you're never going to get out. You've got to play forward quickly. Yeah, quickly That's yeah. the key. It's not a long ball. It's a forward ball and you break on teams. Yeah. Do you think perhaps the difficulty, or talking about counter-attacking football, it's mm. an interesting subject. Do you think possibly the, the reason they don't play it that much is because they dominate so many teams in English football with their possession. Yeah. Well, I think they've got to pick and choose. They've got yeah. to, the teams they're going to play in the Premier League, they say, right, we're going to control this game. When they come up against Barcelona, they've tried to outplay Barcelona over the years yeah. and it just doesn't work. They've tried Bayern Munich over the years and let's face it, it didn't work. So they went to Man City last year and won 2-0 yeah. on the break. Yeah. And I thought that, that's where Arsenal might have gone, hang on, boys, we're on to something here. Certain games, and the higher you go, the level, I think if they played that way, they would, be, they would destroy teams on the break and teams would fear them. Plus, if the area Achilles Hill is defending, you've then got players around your Security. back four. Yeah. You've got a nice, solid base to defend from. The other hero, of course, was, was Petr Cech. An outstanding performance. Yeah, I mentioned before the season that he could be the, 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 one of the best signings of, that, of the window. And today, he, he showed the credentials as to why people were saying that. And I think he is somebody who, if he had played in the first two games, Wenger's going to be kicking himself. And it highlights now. the madness of living yeah. now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, well, we, against we the Olympiakos. Exactly sorry, I wasn't early. with you guys. I know. But what was he thinking about? Well, yeah. you know, it's if a it's a must-win game, you play your must-win team. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, did Arsenal surprise you tonight? You thought they might come out and, and, and put on a bit of a show, but to that extent? Um, I mean, I, I, I thought they were capable of taking a result there, but the way they've done it today, I think it was really refreshing and really pleasing to see that Arsenal can have a change of style and be successful doing it, and that will fill them with unbelievable confidence. And another great thing about the, the, today's result, you've got Theo Walcott, who had a couple of half chances throughout the game, tried to really stretch the Bayern Munich defence, and then for Arsene Wenger at 70-odd minutes to be able to bring someone with such contrasting style is such a great asset to have, because mm. as a defender, you've been playing against pace, pace, pace all game, and then someone comes and he wants the ball in, he wants to be physical, you've got to change your game quickly as a defender, and if you're not on it concentrating well, it can be difficult to make that change during a game. Mm. Michael, ask you a similar question in terms of Bayern Munich. Did, did their lack of victory surprise you? They've won nine games in the Bundesliga, they're two Champions League games, but they weren't as sharp this evening, it didn't seem. No, but today they played against a, a fantastic Arsenal team, I have to say. So they start well, like always, with the confidence, with a lot of possession. But it changed really quick after 15, 20 minutes. Uh, they fell in midfield, they got the right position and they picked up some good balls and they had some great counterattacks. Even in the first half, we mentioned it in, at half time. So just a little bit more trust. But as long as the game went on, uh, they created and created more chances and they had and they kept up going, uh, especially the speed in counterattack. And that was the key today. They, had, they were always dangerous and, of course, they were, there's always one, two moments in the game where you need a little bit of luck, yeah. you know, when, when Peter saved this ball against Lewandowski, 0-0, and then... But these are the kind of, of moments you need on that level. Today they had it. Uh, but overall now, Arsenal are back in the group. That's what they had to do. They had to get that result today, but it's still going to be difficult. Yeah, yeah they're going to have to go to Olympiacos and win. Obviously, they've got to go to Bayern as well. Um, that's going to be a difficult game, but Olympiacos is a huge game for them now. They've got to go there and they have to win that game. Yeah, I suppose that's the result they didn't want, Olympiacos winning there. Even if you lose yeah. in Bayern Munich, you still have a chance yeah. because uh, it could have ends up in a final game against Olympiacos. Uh, of course, you, won, you lost at home, yeah. but... Arsenal, with this performance, they're always able okay. to win everywhere. Fabregas, he's got clear here. Cacciarini's got a big problem. They sessed Fabregas for Chelsea, who went over under challenge and received no sympathy from a perfectly well-stationed referee. First thought, that's a penalty. Chelsea have a free kick in position A1 within 20 seconds of the start of the second half. It's William against the crossbar. Matic couldn't snatch at it, and nor could Cahill. Jose, your assessment of the result, please, and your team's performance. Uh, the referee was weak and naive. Um, big penalty. Uh, I keep not understanding what uh, the goal referee does because it doesn't make a clear decision too. And uh, when the result is 0-0 and such a penalty is not given, I think is a, a crucial moment of the game. They always looked like they were going to score and they deserved to win the match. And it was a real positive performance from a lot of individuals. You know, Matic, particularly, as Jose said, they should have had a penalty. But no, the balance of their game was excellent, defending an attack, like we've seen last season uh, in the Premier League. Now, we know, Rio, that Jose's not one to generally blame referees, but he, <laughs> no. he might have a point with this one, don't you yeah. think, this penalty? Yeah, this what do we think? Was, it was yeah. a stonewaller, I definite a penalty. penalty. Yeah. Um, not only once, but twice, I thought. Jose's been quite critical of his players, yeah. Eden Hazard, for yeah. one. Does that surprise you, do that 
because it's not the sort of thing that players like to be criticised mm. publicly, no, do you, they? You don't want to be criticised, but I think um, Jose's been looking for that trigger to get the players back on track. They started the season slowly. They won the league last year and he's, he's gone through the team almost. Matic has been dropped, one of the best players from last season, and then he's gone to Hazard and he's thought, this is the best player, player of the year last year in our league. So dropping him shows that anyone can be dropped and you better start stepping up to the plate. And as Glenn said, they performed today to back to somewhere near last season's form. I suppose this public criticism in, in many ways, it'll, in the end, it'll be the proof of the pudding, won't it? It'll either, it'll either work or it won't. Well, it's the professionalism of the players, like someone like Hazard, he's reacted really well because even Saturday, he came on on Saturday, um, he played OK, but he still got hammered by his manager. Same Loftus-Cheek got, mm. you know what I mean, he hammered him. That was it's, a surprise, wasn't it? It really is, because youngster. you're looking at someone like, even with Hazard, for, for instance, yes, Loftus-Cheek's very easy to cane a youngster, but you're looking at someone like Hazard, and he's going to need him at some stage in this season. You don't want to start letting him turn the other way, saying, oh, the gaffer's having a go at me, and sulking, going into that sulking kind of, like, um, attitude. So... He's reacted really well tonight, but I can't understand why he does that. No. He slaughters his players like well, that. Well, he, he sort of had a go at Matic on occasions as well, but he was very, you know, he praised him to the hilt tonight. Yeah. Glenn. He was destroying Kiev's uh, attacks, and then he was going by someone and laying the ball off and got himself in and around the box as well. But um, it was a very, very good performance. Probably the best Chelsea performance, balance-wise, all season. Good enough. Do you think they'll get through, won't they? Chelsea with yeah. yeah, I think they I think they've got too much in that group to get through. I think um just going back to actually criticism, I think mm. that big players with big personalities take criticism on board and then use it as publicly fuel. though, it's yeah. not that yeah, in the dressing room. You manager for many years, Glenn. Is that something that you would use occasionally or no, in the dressing room. It stays yeah. in the dressing room, it stays on the training pitch. You you put your arm around him on a Monday or a Tuesday or or if it's, if it's, you know, you're in that dressing room after a game of half-time, you say it there, you come out and you powder it down. Mm. Unless yeah. it's unbelievable it's that like, you can't defend yeah, the yeah. undefendable. It happened to me. It happened to me. Ferguson said, uh, the boss said that I was more or less, the, I've got to change my game. Um, I've lost my pace, etc. And you just go back to the drawing board and say, well, OK, I'm going to... Certain parts of my game, I'm going to change a little bit. He did that publicly or privately? Yeah, publicly, yeah. yeah. He yeah. said after the game, we, we lost the City. And did that offend yeah. you? Yeah, my confidence kind of went through the floor for yeah. a little bit, for a day or two. But then you sit there and say, what are you going to do? You're going to sink or swim? Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to fight. I, I thought I was still good enough. I still mm -hmm. thought I had the ability to play. And so I, I, I got back to the drawing board and trained hard and, and worked on my game and, and wanted to prove, that was the biggest thing, I wanted to prove him wrong. I, I, I actually thought he was right. <laughs> <laughs> You want to lead that, you? Yeah? <laughs> big players, that's what big players do. <laughs> right. Thanks for listening to the BT Sport Champions League podcast. Go to iTunes to subscribe, and we'll see you for match week four. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.